Hello, this is Parekh Sam with this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast and our topic today is looking at uh, NHS cover, healthcare cover and what it shows about the state we're in over Brexit for expats. There's uh, a lot of noise continuing about uh, expats and Brexit and so what we want to specifically look is what are the healthcare options for expats when returning to the UK and what are the healthcare options for EU expats entering the UK and what are the um, uh, other factors that affect healthcare for UK expats living in Europe and non-EU citizens and how does Brexit change the state of affairs. You can follow our, our podcast on all the usual sources including uh, Apple, iTunes and SoundCloud and, and get access to them through our website at uh, projectpartnership.com. Uh, look out for our blog on that site and look out for our social media sites on our Living and Working Abroad page. So let's get right into it now. To qualify for UK healthcare, you have to be ordinary, ordinarily resident in the UK. And we looked at this last week, and let's let's be clear what this is. It means that UK needs to be your base. You can travel a lot, but your tax base, your home base, needs to be the UK for you to qualify for for UK healthcare. Uh, that so you can't ordinarily travel into the UK just to get your me medical treatment, just to get your prescriptions. You have to clearly be seen to be ordinarily resident in the UK. So an expat returning to the UK could qualify for healthcare straight away uh, in terms of going to the NHS. However, you do need to bear in mind there are other uh, welfare benefits, tax credits, uh, home assistance, social care, uh, and uh, child benefits um, and, and certain types of dis dis disability benefits that would not kick in for some time later and maybe as long as six months if, if that was your need. Um, EU expats have got free right to live and work abroad so EU citizens can freely move to the UK right up until Brexit day on the 29th of March without any impact and as soon as they take up residence and have a job and a home they've they've got access to the NHS straight away um, and their family can live with them and and technically they get that access as well which is one of the issues that the, the UK have uh, UK expats living and working uh, abroad can do the same though. They can move to any country in the, in the EU and, and, and receive an entitlement based upon the local rules and the conditions. Now for some countries that might mean a qualifying period or, uh, of, of payments into the social uh, insurance scheme. Uh, for other countries uh, the reciprocal agreements are, are EU based and, and they can come quite quickly. Um, somebody who's working uh, can take a temporary contract and get immediate cover and benefits while abroad. It's different though, it's different if you're a non-EU citizen. Non-EU citizens um, are going to live and work in the UK have uh, to pay a £200 a year levy 
for each family member that that, that joins in in, in in that comes to live in the UK and joins the family. Um, that's two hundred pounds per person. So if a, a working parent brings a spouse and and two children. Uh, that could be £800 a year to pay towards NHS cover in addition to the taxes and national insurance and social insurance that, that they will be paying. Uh, the, so it, it, has, it has quite a radical effect for non-EU citizens and this is where the state of expat um, and the state of Brexit, the state of uh, the implications on expats uh, matters with the current arrangements. The EU and UK are currently uh, uh, got a lot of politics and a lot of uh, discord going on about the withdrawal treaty and specifically about a customs treaty. Uh, now the bizarre thing is, is at the moment that the EU and the UK have got customs agreements that are exactly the same and on Brexit day they will be exactly the same but the rules-based um, EU administration is struggling to deal with the political government of the UK to come up with a practical solution before Brexit. So the idea behind having a withdrawal treaty is that you can then have a transition period which allows the EU and the UK to negotiate a customs agreement and, and a trade agreement that, that suits the EU and suits the UK. Now, the EU negotiated many different deals, uh, peculiar. So they've got their common markets, they've got the four freedoms, but they've, they've got special deals for Canada, Norway, Switzerland, Iceland, Liechtenstein, San Marino, Ukraine, uh, and now Japan. So the EU can make these agreements, can make these exceptions, uh, but their rules say they can't do it with a member of the EU. So the UK are pressing for a trade agreement now, but the EU's rules won't let them make one. And this could become a stumbling block for the withdrawal treaty. And uh, if it ends up that the UK walk away and there is no withdrawal treaty, Article 50 still applies. Once Article 50 uh, has been applied by a member state, by the, which it has been by the UK, it cannot be undone. So the UK has to now leave the EU. By the EU's rules, they can't negotiate a, tra a trade agreement with the UK until the UK leave, which is what the withdrawal treaty would allow them to then do during a transition period. Um, or until there's no withdrawal treaty, but the, the, the Article 50 period expires on the 29th of March, and, and then the EU can stop uh, negotiating a trade agreement. Now, it might take them 20 years to do that, or the EU might say, well, let's have no withdrawal treaty and let's put a, a new uh, a business treaty in force on the next day and, and make it exactly the same as the old one. But uh, that's not likely to happen as the rule-based EU will not make an, uh, not start that negotiation because their rules don't allow them to until after the UK is out of the EU. Uh, there is another scenario that, that there could be a fudge that 
Article 50 could be suspended so that the UK stays in the EU because it's not out yet. So it's uh, in and it's out at the same time and indefinitely could carry on like that. Uh, on the 29th of March, that will make a difference. The point for expats is that if there is no withdrawal treaty, there's no transition period. And so the free movement of people, business and capital uh, within the EU, including the UK, would finish on the 29th of March. So any uh, movement that you want to do under current rules, you would need to do before that date. The world will still go on. You, the UK doesn't need a, a customs agreement to carry on trading with the, the UK. We all get goods uh, directly or indirectly from China, from America, from Russia, from Africa today. And, and over 80% of Britain's trade and, and business comes from around the world. Uh, it's just that the mi microscopic focus is on the trade with the EU. And there is a lot of trade with the EU and it is relevant, but it, is, it can still carry on because there, there are procedures and custom arrangements in place. This may happen, but if there's no withdrawal treaty, there's no transition period, and therefore uh, healthcare could be impacted straight away. So an expat, an EU expat moving to the UK after the 29th of March next year, 2019, will not have the transition period. So therefore will suffer the 200 pounds a year uh, national health care contribution and the employers would have the thousand pound levy a year. Uh, UK expats would um, be immediately become third country nationals in the country in which they're living. And so it would be prudent for them to make sure that their residency permits are in place before then. Now in Cyprus, uh, that they, the Cyprus have made a very, very generous and accommodating political um, uh, arrangement for British expats, allowing anybody who can show five years residence in the country uh, to, to have a 10 year permanent residency visa under EU law. Uh, this gives them free movement uh, of themselves between their home country and Cyprus for 10 years. Um, whatever the changes, whatever happens with the EU and the UK, whether there's a, a new trade deal, new passporting arrangements, new business uh, uh, infrastructure, um, new holiday arrangements, all those things, whatever they may be, uh, for good or for bad, will be irrelevant if you've got this permanent residency pass between Cyprus and the UK. So Cyprus UK relations with a, a social insurance treaty, a healthcare treaty to allow reciprocal treatment and a new double taxation treaty, which allows expats to pay zero tax on savings investments, um, is, is giving uh, Cyprus a, a preeminent location edge for UK expats who want to continue to live and work abroad in the EU. Um, so the winter is coming and by the end of winter there'll be many changes going on 
and the winners and losers in EU Brexit for expats will become clear. Uh, consider your family's healthcare needs now and allow for the uncertainty that's ahead of us by protecting your residency rights and securing your healthcare needs today. Um, if you're going back to the UK or you're relocating to the UK, you need to take up an ordinary, become ordinarily resident before the 29th of March to get uh, a, a, a access to healthcare and uh, treatment under the standard benefits. If you're a UK expat living and working in the EU, um, consider places like Cyprus where you can apply for a permanent 10-year residency visa uh, under EU rules today, which will allow you then free movement between the UK and Cyprus um, uh, for 10 years after Brexit date. This is Proact Sam. Go along to our website at proactpartnership.com. You can find more blogs, more articles, more information. You can contact us if you can feel uh, we can help you in any way. Uh, and, and take a look there because we've got an in-depth guide of how EU Brexit affects uh, property, business and pensions for, for expats. So go along and you'll find on our website um, the, the, the guide and you can get yourself a copy there. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be uh, our podcast will be live again next Friday and uh, during August we're gearing up uh, to be live at five on a regular basis for our expat clients uh, but meanwhile we'll speak to you again soon thank you very much